Welcome to Marketing Money Podcast. Roll it! Welcome back to the Marketing Money Podcast. We're fresh off of Thanksgiving and thanking everyone for giving us your ears to listen to the podcast. Thank you, John. All 10,000 of you out there that dial in over the lifetime of everything I've ever said. (laughs) Remember when there used to be, speaking of dialing in, like the precursor, precursor to podcast, like there's like, there were these numbers you could dial into and like get like sales advice and and like hear a pre-recorded message that was basically a podcast. Do you remember the time and temp number? Oh yeah. You would call in and get the time and the temperature, which to me was weird because I remember ours was our local prefix and then like movie four, times. You had movie four times. Four one one and like an extra one. Because it was, you know, the information. But I used to be able to call and I'm sure you still can because it's not like phones don't exist, but like you would call in and get like the sit the sales guru and like he would give you his I don't know. I had a friend that did that. Call, call, basically it was like a thirty minute like you it wasn't a conference call. It was pre recorded. You would call in and you would hear like a, a twenty oh, well, minute like that was like um your gambling picks in college. Yeah. You call the gambling line. And I know people roll their eyes. I never did that, but I had a bunch of buddies because I was you didn't like, gambling what, what college. I gambled in college. Nah, I didn't. But I had a bunch of friends that would get the phone and they'd put it on like whatever speaker and they would pay, I don't know, ten bucks, twenty bucks, yeah. and there'd be you could have the recorded line, or then you could pay up and talk to the real guy. The swami, and he would give you the picks. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And he'd go through and he'd say, "Yeah, Atlanta by three this weekend is it, my lock." And everything that, that we think is innovative isn't. Is is I think, we we just made stuff just went on the internet yeah. that was done before. I said this in a blog, but I think it's worth talking about. You here. wrote it in a blog. I record into a dictaphone, so I said it. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Oh, I wrote in a blog that Uber. You know, we we think it's that like they disrupted and all this stuff and. Uber kind of did. No, the, the, somewhat. <laughs> they kept for cabs. They did. Yeah, but it was just, it was like, disruption is like something totally different. That's disruption. They made a, they competed with cabs. Now, it certainly disrupted the cab market, but but Uber and cabs is kind of like Coke and Pepsi or Coke and RC Cola. All, all Uber is, is the system behind it, I guess what I'm trying to say is Uber is great because cabs suck so bad. That that's why people tend to try to make a new product because yeah. the one that currently is out there is bad. But it's not that new. It is it is cabs with a, an a app. with an app that the technology behind it's incredibly advanced to track the cars and know where they are and all that. But the end user experience is like texting someone for a ride, essentially. I, I'll tell you what's amazing. I have a father-in-law that's in his 80s and uh or barely in his spry, 80s but very, very spry. spry very spry 80s and good health and uh he had never used it, uber or lyft before mm-hmm. and he went on a trip to new orleans kind of as the pandemic let up a little bit enough after yeah vaccine vaccines and all stuff felt confident to go down right, there yeah. and see some family and go out and stuff and we were telling him we put the app on his phone and, and he's he 
can use it. He just wouldn't have taken the time to actually put it on his phone. Oh, put, John. Oh, oh exactly. cab's good for me. No, I'll no, walk. You're going to like this experience. Put it on his phone. And it's like all he talked about. He talked about like we did in like 2010 I or whatever, whenever we first discovered it. I remember. It. I went 26, to, whenever it was. I went but. to New York City, I think, right after you went to D.C., in whenever this was, and you came back, and all you could talk about was, "Have you heard of Uber?" Like I got, I didn't have to do the stanchion waiting line. Either you had been to New York, and I. It, oh, I can tell you when the first time I did it, and look, I was probably like him, and it was probably oh, no, it old was exactly like that. Yeah, because I hate, I hate cabs. I hate the, I can't hail cabs in New York City. I know it had to be New York, and um, changed my life. Uber was started in 2009. You didn't use it till 2011. Two, 2012. Really? Yeah. Because it was still brand I just looked new. Up, weirdly, and here's how technology works. I just looked up my trip where I used it, like on an old calendar. I was in Washington, D.C., yeah. September of 2012. And I used Uber for the first time. And I, I no, I had heard of Uber. I just hadn't used it on yeah. my own phone. I think I'd actually done it with somebody else and just hopped in and been like, ah, yeah. we're going somewhere. And then I was up there and had to go to some meetings and I was like, I'm gonna use this thing instead of the cabs. And I was like, this is so amazing. I can watch it, see when they're coming. It like, is much better. I guess what I'm trying to say is it's not, the technology behind it is incredibly innovative, but the experience to user is better, but it's not that innovative. I mean it, at the end of the day, it's moving you from one place yeah. to another. I mean you could with the same energy you could text a friend if you had a friend there and all that. Yeah. Is is just things get kind of hyped a bit much. We tend to be hyper... Like, there's a new show out called Wheel of Time that's a fantasy show on Amazon Prime. I read the books um, and all that. This and, is and the it, nerd alert. Yeah, whatever. You like, you like the... the, the um, <laughs> everybody's... Is, is this the new Game of Thrones? Like, everybody's so hyperbolic. It's not, by the way. It's, it's just two similar things. It's the Game of Groans. Yeah, that's whatever. I mean, it, it's... <laughs> It's not that great. Is it good? Tell me about it. I need something to watch. It's it's highly okay. Way more magic. The Game of Thrones works because it's so down to earth, and it's way more about political intrigue and like human stories. Yeah. This is like a high fantasy story. Oh, okay. I it's probably wouldn't like it. A lot of magic. I, I I'm not into that. Yeah. I like it real. Yeah. Not magic. Like 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 a woman going into a fire and dragons are born when she comes out. Really. Yeah. That was that. Well, that was kind of real. <laughs> Yeah, that was real. Happens every third Tuesday. I like the time travel in uh, Game of Thrones, where like they can't get to somewhere for a week, but then if they need to get somewhere in an hour, they're there. Yeah, it's. It I'm going to Dusseldorf for there's, wherever. There's a battle. I'll be there in five minutes. Yeah, but it took they me. Got to but the, it took me years to walk to the wall. They got to the Lannister house to have that battle that one time. Oh, and they didn't even like have any pretense of time passing. It was like the next day, and it was supposed to be like. You know, well, that, three months away. You had to, yeah, you had to just drop any illusion that there was any time constraints in the world of, of Game of Thrones. No consistency. Either. No, no. I mean, First season, it took like three episodes to get to wherever the main city is. I can't King's Landing. Yeah, but whatever. Um, but to, so what I want to talk about today for our val for the value we're going to give our listeners. Mm-hmm is similarly related to the Uber and the change of technology. I did a podcast for a, another friend today and a little update on what he thought we learned over the past year. And I know you've spoken about this a little bit too, which is just completely 
coincidental, but the customer journey. Completely coincidental. Completely co- coincidental. No, no, there's nothing related. We've never spoken about it. <laughs> this is the first time we've ever talked about this. This is the biggest collusion fraud. But the customer journey <laughs> is just that it's the customers. Yeah. And the frustration I have with people that sell everything from automation to digital products to the banker thought behind it from product committees and, and efficiencies and wanting to save and make a customer. You're never going to be able to really make a customer do something they don't want to do unless there's a punitive damage, a fee, they can't do this anymore, or they're in the want to use technology. And my point of that is Uber's great, but it was just the cab thing with some tech. Yeah. Depositing a check is great, but it's just using your phone to do the same thing you can do. And there's certain people that just won't do it. And I, they don't I can't tell it. how many people beat me over the head of the bank, make more get more of our customers to use mobile check deposit. And I'm like, yeah. there are some that are just not gonna use it. Well, here's what we did. So the, the premise of this talk for the next 15, 20 minutes is gonna be why the customer journey is not about you. But here's the deal. This is why executive management urges us marketers to go do that. One is either you assume it's better for the client because it's higher tech. Well, in theory, it would be. I can sit at home. I got a paycheck or a check from my mom for my birthday. But then the compliance department comes in and will let you deposit your money for three days when it's instantly in there if you took it to the bank. And then the fraudster, the fraud risk management folks say, yeah, we need to hold it for 24 hours. So you've got all these different higher up that's making strategic things, looking at budget and overall cost efficiencies mm-hmm. and saying, man, if we could get these 1,000 people that deposit checks at this branch per week to use the mobile app, decease staff, put the staff Which on Which is much assignment. more bank benefit than customer It's benefit. complete bank. But if but you're, a, both, but if you're a customer... It is a benefit. You, you don't... Less gas, less yeah. time, et cetera, et cetera. But they don't want to use it. But here's the catalyst. And here's the, here's the reason we really get pressured to do that is we have vendors who are really good salespeople, really good salespeople that, that do the chicken little, the sky's falling, which by the way, I almost sang that to the tune of living on the edge, which is an incredibly underrated Aerosmith song. Do you think Steven Tyler and Cam Newton have the same stylist? No, they have the same closet. They, they pick <laughs> from the same wardrobe. I mean, they are living on the edge. Yeah. But anyway, our vendors are really good at selling us. And so we wind up they tell us this whole like they're really good at presentations and so and making us fear if you don't adopt this the customer's gonna i mean let's just call it what it is let's look at like p2p like what what's the adoption rate of p2p across the board at banks like oh, it's already been dominated by venmo and right. paypal yeah they they came and took the market we're getting like less than one percent adoption now, we still have a lot of people use zelle right but that's but, because those were the ones that were contrarians to using a brand they yeah. trusted. It's in my bank. I yeah. don't trust that. Absolutely. That other But app. what we do is wind up buying what the vendors are selling because they tell us this is what the customer wants instead of actually listening to the customer, which is John's whole starting argument point yep. is the customer journey is the customer's journey. Not th- they predicate what they want. I do believe there's a way to do both. I do believe there's, there's a way to listen to, to the customer and let them guide themselves and urge them. I call it healthy redundancy. Like you can do this on your website where you can seed a web page with things that we let them navigate down a path, almost like a decisioning tool, but we also interject the things that maybe they don't know about that, that they would want to adopt when they're investigating tangential services, right? But 
we buy what vendors are selling instead of what our customers want or need. And I want to be very careful about when I say want or need, because there are things our customers might need that might be really good for them, like mobile check deposit, that they don't want. Yeah. PFMs is a great example. PFM to me, and I've got buddies that work and partners that sell it and friends that sell it and stuff. I think maybe one of the biggest overhyped piece. Now I get you can scrape the accounts, but you can see what people not have. Not on the value of it, but yeah. on the flop of the adoption. They, yeah. Yes. Yeah. The, I, people people don't want to budget. I mean, it's weird. Like, and people are like, I don't want to do that. I don't like looking at it. And yeah. you're like, but you need to, to budget. Well, well yeah, you I, want them to be credit knowledgeable. But I'm it's sure like, there are frustrated doctors who are like, Doc, I don't feel good. What do I need to do? Are you eating right and exercising? No. No. Okay. Well, it's real easy to fix it. Yeah. You know, I'm broke. Yeah. No, I'm here for a Don't appeal. spend more than you make. Like, yeah. it's not, it's not, it's all common sense that no one follows. And then we got the backside data that we know when the mortgage. We can scrape their accounts. You can see what their other bank is. Then you can go after but they their don't money want there. It. Oh, that. No, no, there is not a, I, I won't say none because, again, I don't live in absolutes, but. Have you asked the customer? That's what I always talk about. We we've and started, community banks talk about this relationship. We've started some surveying, and and are completing it now that is really telling. And obviously, it's proprietary to our info. And there's competitors who listen. Well, no, I'm not. <laughs> but I'm joke. telling you, have you have you surveyed your customer and not like an email survey? Have you actually talked to them and said, why don't you use product A that we want you to use? Well, maybe it's because they get a paycheck on Friday. And they want the cash in hand. And if they deposit on Friday, it doesn't show up till Monday. And they want their money for the weekend. Yeah. But so no, they don't use mobile check deposit. But we made these huge capital investments as banks oh, yeah. for these products because the salespeople were good. And now we have to back the investment with, you know, and we all wind up saying the same message. We have all the products of a big bank, but the service of a community bank. Oh, I love the it's they're table stakes now. They're table stakes. You have to have them. Yeah. You're you're just behind if you don't. Which I will say this, John. I agree. If you don't have a it's not like we could say, no, we just opted out of P2P. Our customers aren't going to use it. No, that I much. think you've got to have it. You it is table stakes. But as far as the energy you put behind it, it's always weird. And we're running a campaign that's public now that's all about the digital mobile experience. Oh yeah. And I still laugh that unless you open accounts at other banks, the customer doesn't see the other banks. There's no com- digital, there's no so there's no comparison. You can go to the grocery store, or the convenience store right now, and like, man, I've been eating Snickers for a snack every day. I wonder what a Mars bar and tastes maybe a like. Three Musketeers. Let's yeah, see what, what those what, are. What's the best? And for a dollar for for five dollars with tax, you can find out what all the candy bars taste like. Yeah. Now, for a half an hour of your time in person, or five four to six minutes on your phone or computer, you can have a bunch of different accounts with a minimum of 50 to 500 to open. you got to set up direct deposit. you got to do all this. And then to use I disagree. You're, you're in an, to set up five different accounts? You're oh, no, at, that's per account. Oh, yeah. I was like, per you're account. at an hour. Per account. But why would you take the time to do all that? Because then you got to close it down like, well, those, and, and. We did it. Credit, y'all, y'all did it. You did yeah. 10 accounts and. 10 banks. And 10 banks to compare them. Go to 10accounts.com, I think. Yeah, I, through your little alley oop right there. Well, I just did the behind the back slam. There on you it. go. No look. No looks you dunk. But uh, but the point to the whole thing is Bobby, can we add like a boom shakalaka like dunk sound to that? And a cheer? I don't know. Can't put a sports center. Yeah, I can got, say it. We just you can't. Got, yeah, you can say it. I can't. 
Yeah, I can, because you can sing it. You can say anything. <laughs> no, you can't. Yeah, you can. No. If you say it. If you say it. It's not like I'm using it to promote, to make money, am I? <laughs> it's educational, and this is media. Yeah, we're media. We're I, both for profit companies. When, I love our... when people post something on Facebook and tag a song to it or TikTok or whatever, and they put it there. I do, I not, do not own the rights. Oh, to really? Like, You're not? You don't. You don't own the rights to a Michael Jackson song. You don't own the rights to you know. I don't know. You didn't write Molly Crew. Yeah, you don't own the rights to the song. Why do you say it? Like, is there? Does that give you an opt out of getting it's, sued? Because the, they're not going to sue some little. It's the legal BS that people think like I own all the, the copyright. Well, I declared bankruptcy. Yeah. I declared it. I yelled it out. I yelled it. You heard it. I declared it. Anyway, where do we go before I lost myself on us getting Are sued you by ESPN for the, for saying da 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 the the customer journey? Well, I called it the customer journey trap. I just recently spoke about this in uh, Wisconsin, and it's we get trapped into again. I think it's we're buying what our what our vendors are selling. They bring us these. You've been in the pitches where they make it seem like the world is going to end. I, I I've t- and you know this. I rarely will sit for a pitch for anything anymore. Because but I'm just saying the, here's the that, thing. Like, I've worked in this industry for 20 years now, and I hate to say it. Are you a diamond? I hate to say it. There ain't a lot that pops up that I hadn't heard about before. Yeah. And, and if it is, I'll, I'll pay attention to it. Yeah. If it's new, but even the stuff that our bank doesn't have, I've at least heard and educated myself on it from crypto to whatever. Yeah. And my, my point is, is I when I do allow someone to, to – Come in and give a pitch, and and yeah, it may maybe it's pride experience, but a lot of times it's a waste because something I already know about or somebody already does for us, yeah, or we can't get outside of our core's walls to do it. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's this thing, and it's you got to have it, and if you don't have it, your bank's gonna fail tomorrow. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's just not. Mm-hmm. Payments might be the biggest shocker out there that could happen, and it hasn't happened yet. And we're not getting Netflix like Blockbuster did tomorrow, although. One could argue that the digitalization of stuff changed banking from bricks and mortar, but those other areas of fintechs aren't FDIC guaranteed. And we've talked about that, too. If your money's not guaranteed, you know, what type of risk are you taking in throwing a bunch of cash into some fintech app that you don't know anything about? And tomorrow it's hacked or, or yeah. it goes down. But uh, some of that stuff is governmental regulations. I remember a, a fintech got find like a million dollars or something like that for not putting a disclaimer that their website might be able to be hacked. <laughs> it's a little like over the top. Can it, I mean, at some point, can anything be yes, hacked? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that that you have I mean, to understand from a, that. From an at, internal employee that is doing bad But I mean, also like actions um, to, eBay famously has the caveat emptor, beware the buyer. Like, hey, it's, we can't warrant every purchase you make. Like, Use common well, that's why you use a credit card that then you can get the payback if it goes wrong. You know, Absolutely. Guarantee. But again, so so that's a great, great point about like, why is our debit card adoption not up? Well, because credit cards do cover your fraud and debit cards. Some do. Some do. Some. But, but like not, 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 not as universal as. And especially if you're making big purchases, tech purchases. Yeah. I, I, I want to be able to. And, and that. That and phases out the, that phases out the the Best Buy, you know, warranty that you buy there because you're like, no, I've got it on my credit card. Well, and then and then credit cards, um, you know, TikTok and Instagram um, Reels have these things now. Like, where the I don't know if you've seen these, where like the same person is like, I go into I went into Apple Store to say, um, I I need a refund on my i 
my AirPods and the and they're like the the attendee, which is the same person, but it's a different angle. It's like we don't do that. You blah blah. blah. Well, I bought these on a credit card, and the person's like, "How do you know?" Billy told me. I follow Billy at, at Billy blah, yeah. blah, blah for this advice. Or it's like the Patagonia. Like, they won't replace it, but if you tell them, they'll give you a similar jacket. You, who, who told you this? Billy said on Billy TikTok, told me. Billy replacement, TikTok. Yeah. All these, like, hacks. Yeah, but it is but it is true, but you wouldn't go into the Apple store to claim your insurance through your cell phone. I mean, through your... Um, Question for you, and I asked this the other day to somebody else, and this... I'm. I bet this would be valuable to a lot of marketers, especially at the community bank level. Does Facebook still, and this is going to yes, show a lot do. of ignorance. Oh, oh, that wasn't the question. It's going to no, it is. Does Facebook still make you on, only allow you to pay via a credit card? You, they don't do corporate accounts. Oh yeah, for advertising. Yeah, yeah. they don't bill you. That that is just wild to me. There's a bunch of vendors like that. But I mean, they're Google. like one of the largest companies in the world here's what's really weird and they don't do corporate accounts yeah google bills you after the fact like like i run a bunch of adwords they don't do cash on the barrel head yeah like facebook does like facebook your your credit card well is is debited at the account run but they debit until it gives a certain amount and then they send you the invoice yeah 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 but google will like send it to you like 10 google is the hardest thing to reconcile for like because Google, Google's so big and and whatever big, and big that they just send a, a, an invoice that says Google.com. Yeah, like nothing. Like why did I get billed? Uh, we spend so much time reconciling Google, even when we do invoices. Like why do we get a six dollar charge from Google? And the payment center on it is a nightmare. But no, I mean these. But what I'm saying, why I've, would you? I, so you have all the power. So my point is, for the Facebook example is here. Does Wells Fargo have the same, and I'm just using them as a, as a big bank, uh, it could be B of A, Chase, whatever. Do the big banks, let's just say that, mm-hmm. pay the exact same way that Jim Bob's yes. bait, shop. bait shop pays or the, or the food truck on the corner yes. pays? They do the exact same yes. thing. Yes, they have to have a credit card in there. And that's it. Yeah. So, so B of A might be running a million dollars in Facebook ads a month. They better have a big a big limit. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, and, and you know, versus the the bait shop that's doing two hundred dollars a month. I, I, I'm saying that definitively, like absolutely yes. I mean, if you get into the millions, I think maybe you can get on the radar of a of some sort of sales rep. Surely, I'm not. I don't know. I'm asking. I don't know. Is my answer. That's why we have the Marketing Money Podcast. Somebody needs to write us and say, no, you're wrong, or yeah, you're exactly right. If you're at J.P. Morgan and you're going to spend $30 million a month on Facebook ads around the world, they do something differently? Or is it just you have a black card that's tied to the brand and you're just sitting there just running it up? Getting hella points. Oh, I mean, I can't tell you how many points I've gotten doing stuff like that oh, that I had to do. I didn't yeah. have a choice. The bank doesn't want me to do it either, but it's like you don't have a choice as long as yeah. you can advertise. Or at that time, the way our bank did it. I won't yeah. tell you what we do now. It's proprietary. <laughs> it's, it's, proprietary. proprietary. it's proprietary. We need to start just saying that. It's proprietary. Remember when we were going to do, like, I'm vaccinated is like an excuse for anything? Oh, yeah. Well, just just walk right through the uh, the airport security. Stop, sir. I'm vaccinated. I'm vaccinated. <laughs> you know what? Speaking of what I wish people would get vaccinated from, I've been meaning to make a post about this. Oh, we no. need to. I'm going to share this with the Marketing Money Podcast, and I hope all our visitors, viewers, Visitors, visitors. Speaking of which, (laughs) a little quick aside, we had 42 listeners over Thanksgiving holiday. 
42 listeners. 42 people. They were traveling. They need something to listen logged to. Logged in. I'm, I'm they so, were traveling. I'm so honored that I, 42 people. Well, we haven't done on, a podcast in three weeks, so that's a pretty good. No, it's a huge number. Pretty good for, for just not doing it. I one. could call each of those people and thank them for listening, but hopefully they're listening. If Surely if they listen during Thanksgiving holiday, the, they had the week off and they elected they want, to listen They had to something us. to listen to. That's, a, that's an honor. It's, an, it's, a, it's a honor. Yeah. Anyway, what I hope they don't do. I think the worst kind of people in the world are the people who get on an elevator before the people get off the elevator. What? You're tra- you're on an elevator. Yeah. You're going down to the to 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 the lobby. Yeah. Stop at the th- you're on the sixth floor, you stop by the third floor. Yeah. Or whatever. You 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 get to the lobby, let's say. And the people at the lobby get on before you get off the elevator. Yeah. That's the rudest thing to me. Yeah, that's weird. I hate it. it that let the people get off the I'm going to turn Marky Buddy podcast into the rant, the elevator Seinfeld. rant. That um, it's a uh, does that not aggravate you when people get on before you get off? Yes, <laughs> they just they just start walking on. Yeah, I'm just like get out of my way. Uh, it was uh, when we were when the fam we were at Disney. I guess a month and a half ago, there was a lot of that in the the hotel down there of, of the just whole elevator confusion of people and they got all their Disney gear. So they're coming yeah. off the thing. Matching with, shirts. Oh, the sh- well, they've got their the Johnson family lightsabers in there. And they're Ears. just like, Hey, let me off first. Now again, a lot of kids don't know. They're just yeah. piling in. Like no, this is exhausted. Exclusively adults. Yeah. Well, it's hey, some people's kids. Yeah. They are someone's some, child. Some, someone's kid. Just wasn't, wasn't taught. Adult children. They I did, just want to share that. They did not. Pro ha- tip. They did not have the customer journey properly. No, they they probably are like trying to do it wrong. They're doing it wrong, like a lot of people are. Uh, let's go back to that p- first point. I don't think we ever got to make it. Is no, we just started rambling about random stuff, ranting and rambling that we think we can prescribe a journey. One of the things I want to point out that that happens there is we will map a customer's journey that exists now. And a lot of banks that I talk to have uh, have a similar strategic goal of in youthening the average age of its clients. Our average client seventy two. They're all going to die. We got to we got to get. And what's funny is banks like jump over like we got to get twenty year olds. Like fifty year olds would be fine. But it's, but I know it's almost like Moneyball. Like it's do you want the right client or just an aged client? Yeah, because you just get a bunch of seven year olds in kids accounts and lower your average we'll do, age. We'll do. But are they profitable? Johnny's first account. Yeah. So the funny thing in it is if you look at your existing customers that are already too old and you base your journey map on them, it's going to be wrong for the people you're trying to attract anyway. I just, I have this really weird, I think too many times, and when I see especially the vendors and the pundits get up and talk about this, it's it becomes almost like dogma, like these antiquated kind of religious things that we don't know why we do them, like really don't know why we do them, but it was based on a thing that was based on a thing that was based I'm on a thing. I'm supposed to do that. Yeah. You're supposed to drink milk. And people found out later, like, maybe you weren't. Yeah. <laughs> but the milk consortium sure spent a bunch of money on telling me it makes a makes a body healthy or whatever. And you're like, oh, and it also causes A, B, C, and D. Yeah. You know, it may not. It depends on the person, but yeah. still. But it becomes dogmatic. But I remember growing up, like literally thinking I had to drink milk. Like yeah, you had to. Your like bones were gonna protein. You you were gonna just turn to dust and in the wind if you didn't. 
Like oh, Kansas. We oh, we are as dust in the wind. Kansas yeah. reference. Yeah. Sung by Will Ferrell in the whatever movie. Uh, <laughs> old school. But anyway, Good we went triple, 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 triple points there. You're my boy, Blue. So, but anyway, point being is we were all told that. Mm-hmm. And you found a little later there is something as being lactose intolerant. No one knew that in like the 80s. Yeah. I, my stomach feels terrible, but I'm drinking all this milk. I'm going to be so strong. Remember playing sports? You, were you of an age that played sports where the coach gave you salt pills? No, but I've heard of that before. Though. Maybe it's just because I grew up in the country. and you take, know, take this. Get some salt. News didn't make it. Science and news doesn't make take it out some the salt country. in your body. Yeah, they give you like this big salt tablet, and you've been out like practicing today. <laughs> oh, it's awful. Just, you need some salt. Yeah, because you didn't eat enough McDonald's fries with all the salt on it growing mm. up. But go I back didn't. to your point about changing the age demo of your customer journey. Well, yeah, you start looking at the at the older customers to attract younger customers, it won't work. But no. we but we think we need to do it. It's just there's a lot of illogic there, and it's again based on listening to what I, I'm at the end of the day. I'm a vendor. I, I saw this on Facebook or not Facebook in LinkedIn the other day. Vendors sell hot dogs, so when you walk up to the hot dog vendor, don't be surprised if they tell you all the virtues of a hot dog, even though they aren't great for you. The other thing I kind of have a, a word to have a problem with is partner, which is, you know, what we historically have attained, you know, or striven to become. But a partner has equity in your business. Yeah. Anyway, it's it's the vendor telling you you need to well, do a customer journey map. Vendor and got guess it. what they sell? Vendor got the, the parts you want for their customer yep. journey map. I think vendor somehow got a bad rap years ago. It, it's, it's, there's nothing negative about vendor. No. I remember being in some different meetings, associations and stuff, and they'd be like, we don't want to use the word vendor anymore. It just sounds too like they're a vendor. Well, it's kind of like, um, I'm like, well, what, what do you want to be? It's kind of like when PETA tried to rebrand fish. They said fish aren't like, and look, I'm not anti-PETA, but I mean, this is sort of a silly PETA thing. Um, they're like, people don't care enough about fish. So when fish die, they don't care enough. We need a rebrand fish. This is a true story. And so they went on this thing to rebrand fish, the whole genus or whatever it is of sea life. They went to rebrand fish to sea kittens. And sea like, kittens. Because no one would want to eat a sea kitten. If we call them sea kittens, then everybody will be much more sensitive to, to eating killing and, and killing. eating fish. Well, that's like the play not, at the World Series. Not the best move of Remember PETA. at the World Series, they tried to, they wanted to, they protested to Major League Baseball to rename the bullpen the Arm Farm. Because they did, they said it was bad the bulls and bovine if they had the bullpen. <laughs> the arm farm. Go back and look at it. This was this year, during the World Series, they wanted to rename the bullpen because they thought it was offensive to bulls. That it was the bullpen. So they bull want, Google it. Google it. Anyway, how do we want to close this thing out? Because we've been rambling, rambling. My advice: survey your customers, find out what they want, and help them. Do what they want to do. If it's hiring more tellers, I know it's expensive, but maybe that's the way they want to bank. And you're not to convince them otherwise when you hold their money in a check deposit. We try to get to the future too fast because the sky's falling pundit said, like, the branch is dead. So we like start shutting down branches instead of like, I know we've shut down branches from realistic reasons, so I'm not anti-shutting down branches. Oh, I, I, I would much rather have. A- but don't do it because a pundit says... They're dying. Oh, I think it as an efficiency, it, yeah, if everyone did their banking digitally, yeah, but guess what? Probably only, I don't know, I'd love to see a total of people that do banking that are strictly digital. 
Like even the most digital people at some point have well, it's to like the talk group, to somebody. It's like the group that convinced us that there are people out there wanting a digital bank. Like that there's a group, uh, this huge group out there. They hate talking to people. The millennials, they only text. They want a digital bank. And I can tell you unequivocally that audience is teeny tiny. Hey, all I have to say is there are people anybody, willing to, much more willing to. Redbox. That's all I have to say is Redbox. Yeah. There's still people out there that drive to a red box, put their money or their account in or however it works, and because I don't do it, and they get a DVD that they have to return. Like that is still a thing by yeah. a lot of people that do red box. Also, uh, closing trivia question because I looked it up last night. How many Dollar Generals do you think there are in the United States? It's going to blow your mind unless you just know it. Seventeen thousand. You nailed it. Seventeen thousand. There are not. On the money. Yeah, There's On not. the money. Yeah, 17000 on the money. Yeah, you crushed it. You absolutely nailed so, it. So you just, absolutely nailed it. So just so you don't know. Yeah. There's a couple things. We really didn't do. We, he didn't share that. No, he nailed it. You absolutely but, but nailed it. But also, you do know that I have this weird ability. Oh, yeah. Like one time we were sitting at a baseball game. And I was like, what do you think that guy's salary is? And he's like, $12 million a year. And I like Google it. And it's like 11095 a year. And I was like, how'd you know? He's like, I just, I guessed it. I have this weird ability to guess it. Yeah. Jelly bean counts, weight, all that stuff. But I don't try to guess weight of people. So, so there are $17,000 generals. I'm still blown away, I guess. Yeah, you it. nailed it. The most are in Texas. Yeah, because the biggest. Yeah, it's like, it's like 1700 How many Walmarts are there, I wonder? Uh, I looked that up. I think it's like four or five thousand WalMarts, but Walmart's in, Walmart employs two point three million people. So yeah. think about L- that. Like you go to a Dollar General and there's like four people working yeah. or, or two. So people. the mo- the biggest employer in the United States is the military. Second is the government. If you combine them, they're huge. Third is Walmart, and yeah. fourth is Amazon. But that's like the num- the way it goes in for our account. But yeah, two point three million people work for Walmart. Dollar General is nuts. I mean, they put them where seventeen thousand. Think but, about that, 17,000. But you and I and most of us, I mean, you probably didn't have a Walmart in your town growing up, like in, in the 80s, late 70s, 80s. No, we got ours in the late 90s. I yeah. Was, yeah. I mean, Walmart started in Arkansas, and I mean, we had one because we were near Arkansas. Yeah. But it was crazy to me to find out that, like, I mean, somebody else had a Fred Meyer or, a, you know, something like that, what the other regional brands are. But Walmart just took over, and Dollar General is... Oh man, I wish I. Well, it's it's an easy concept. It's you know it's easy to build. Easy to build. Probably the, a million dollars the more in they grow, in each The more one. buying power they have. Yeah, it's 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 a genius business, and it's it's like it's a convenience store without Neighborhood gas. Market. It's a convenience store without gas. Yeah. But, well, uh, more better on the yeah. Like it's not just mini grocery. Yeah. Anyway. They're very convenient. The DGX stores that are in cities, the branding is awesome, and I've I've been very curious why they use the like. They use, and this is a whole other podcast. We'll lead next time we talk about Dollar General branding. But have you seen the DGX stores? Oh, never seen the it. The branding is nice. Yeah. But then the regular Dollar General store is just the yellow. Well, it's just a, it's a, it's a square building with a big yellow sign in front of it. The company that builds them is like making bank. They're out of Nashville, Tennessee, I think. Chattanooga's where they're, or right outside Chattanooga's where, where, where they're, they're now headquartered in Nashville, but. But historically, they were... Um, oh, anyway, long story short, massive company. Josh nailed the amount. The dismount just killed it. Mary Lou Retton just, just landed Nothing it. but net. No, nothing <laughs> but a home run in the back of the hockey net. Right on the screws. <laughs> yeah, good touchdown. Anyway, so for the Marketing Money Podcast, 
Hope you've enjoyed a little bit of the post-Thanksgiving hangover here. And at least maybe you'll realize that the customer journey is the customer's. Don't try to make it what your bank wants it to be because it can't be, although you can partner with the customer, not be their vendor, uh, because you both help each other. So anyway, uh, for that, uh, any other guesses you want to make today? Good night and good luck. Later. and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the individual participants and do not reflect the official policy or position of any financial institution or agency, Renaissance Corporation, Renaissance Bank and its affiliates, or the Mavis Agency. For more information, please visit marketingmoneypodcast.com.